Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, everybody? One of the songs of summer, you know, because I've been to a bunch of concerts. Summer's winding down. I know it's sad, but also what a great summer it was. And loved going out there to Kettle House for the amphitheater for all sorts of different shows. But the Goo Goo Dolls was a fun one. And, uh, you know, I just, I just had that song stuck in my head for uh, for quite some time now. Missing an hour one of this Fine show. You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Did our Big Sky Games of the Week for the second half of October. Also did position group preview, breaking down the running backs for both Montana and Montana State. Heard from Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator for the Bobcats, and gave you a little history lesson about several athletes that I have never heard of. Uh, all of it presented on the Nuanas Now podcast by the Advocates, the M Store, and uh, the Montana State Bookstore. We sort of had these uh, bookends for quite a while here. 2020 football season, there was no interconference play in Class AA football. The West only played the West. The East only played the East. And so we didn't have any, you know, what do they call it, Andrew, transitive properties where, you, you know, this team beat this team and this team beat this team. There was none of that. It was only the teams in the West played, only teams in the East played, and then the, the best from the West and the best from the East played for that 2020 state championship game. That was Missoula Sentinel and Billings West. Sentinel won their first state title in more than 50 years by taking down Billings West. Then the two teams opened up last season, the first game of the regular season, at Washington Grizzly Stadium in a state championship rematch that was an awesome instant classic, great game that came all the way down the wire. And then the two teams met up again at the end of the year in the state championship one more time, one more time. Missoula Sentinel won that game. So, if you're counting on the docket, Sentinel has been to West and won in the 2020 state title game. They beat West at Washington Grizzly to open last season, and then they beat West at Missoula County Public Stadium to win the state championship to close last season. Well, guess what? The rubber-rubber match, except for Sentinel's 3-0 and in these things, they hit the highway to go play at Billings on Friday. We are about to hear from a couple of the men heading up those programs. Let's get things started with the uh, – Defending state champions, 
I actually hadn't even planned on it. I kind of just dropped in on him because I was working on some stuff on that side of town. By the way, we teased this but didn't hash it out. Grizz football practice closed now until the season opener. So we won't be heading down to Grizz practice. But I've been down in that little area, and I was already planning on seeing some clients down there and then hoping to go to Grizz practice. So instead, decided to go to Sentinel practice. And uh, Dane Oliver and his crew, kind enough to let me just swing in. So we caught up with Coach Oliver impromptu earlier today. His team at Billings West opened up the season. They are on a 20-game winning streak. 21 games, in fact. Here is Missoula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver from earlier today. Well, when you're, when you're in the neighborhood, you got to just kind of swing by. And uh, this has been crazy to watch this thing develop at the AA level because uh, last time I checked, Missoula, Montana, Billings, Montana are about 365 miles apart. But we basically either started or ended the AA season with the same matchup for several years in a row. We're down here in Missoula Sentinel talking to two-time defending state champion head coach of the Sentinel Spartans, Dane Oliver, and uh, his team takes on Billings West. It's crazy, Coach. It's like state, ma- state championship rematch to open last year. Now there's another state championship rematch to open this year. This is cool, kind of what you guys have got developed here to open the season with West. Well, we know them well, right? And we, uh, we've had some good matchups over the years, and, and we've, we've got the best of them the past three games, and we know uh, got a tough challenge heading down to Billings. What's, what's interesting is probably back when you were in high school we used to always go to Billings for sure uh, that was and now with these non-conferences this is a rare trip for us uh, so uh, maybe once once every other year you make this trip and could be even could be even more so none of these kids have ever got on a bus drove down to Billings played a game that night and then got on the bus and gone home so um, little maybe a little anxiety about that but uh, I think We'll be excited for some Friday Night Lights. Well, as we used to always say when I was going to Big Sky, it was uh, it was a hell of a trip if you got to win and the ride back was a fun time. And then it was always a little dark and quiet if you don't get it done. But either way, uh, pretty cool that just the dynamic that uh, both these schools have been able to establish. But both teams are going to look quite a bit different uh, as well. Before we get to that, though, I heard a great interview with Nick Saban a couple of years ago. So many college coaches at the highest level, they schedule cupcakes to start the season because they want to, you know, have the dress rehearsal against no, somebody that can never beat you no matter how bad you play. But Nick Saban said he always wants his cupcake to be the last game of the season before the conference championship, and he wants his toughest game to be the first game because then you have nine months to work towards it. So what do you think of having this as your opener? I mean, obviously in high school you're not scheduling your games, but do you feel the guys are more sharper? Does it motivate the way you prepare? A little bit of a catch-22 there. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, um, you spend so much of our energy just on us. You know, they give you 12 days before the game uh, and to get special teams installed uh, and just – figure out your team dynamics. I know we do a lot of the summer, but we we have kids playing baseball and so really the first time you get everybody together is is that fall camp. Um, so there's definitely an edge. I think maybe from the coaches more. You, you kind of looking ahead to that Billings West game and I know they get a lot of noise, but our our theme has just been, hey, we we got to have a great fall camp. Now we're on to Billings West week. So we just chunking up the season, uh, taking it one game at a time. I, I've really enjoyed this crew as far as their practice habits. You see the behaviors that they've learned from previous seasons, yeah. those late season practices, uh, for, it affects the younger guys so much. So uh, you get a little, I'm not having to work as hard to teach procedures. Um, and so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. You never know. 17, 18 year old boys, you get on a bus six hours, who knows what happens Friday night. Dane Oliver joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. 
was a little central against Billings West on Friday night uh, from the Magic City. And, uh, Coach, one thing that's so impressive to me, I mean, we've been doing these previews of Class AA, talking to a lot of the veteran coaches, and how advanced high school football has become from a program perspective is it's amazing when you really look at it and think about it. And, you know, you look across the state. Sentinel has a great program. West has a great program. Kalispell Glacier has a great program. Helena Capital, a great program. And I'm talking like college-style programs where you have off-season requirements and things like that. That's not to demean any of the other schools. I think that high school football is at an all-time high level in Montana across the board at all classifications. Uh, but when you look across at West in particular, you, you must be pretty impressed with what you see Rob Stans built over there. No, absolutely. Uh, you, I, yeah, I, I always go back to strength and conditioning, and, and they have a full-time strength and conditioning coach who, who is within their building and coaching them. So you see that show up on the For film sure. with speed and development. You see how they develop their track athletes. Um, you know, I think technology plays a big part in that. I know we operate very much the same in filming practice, uploading the film, watching. So... Um, it's amazing how much you miss with the coach's eye on the field. So you go back and review practice, and you're like, well, i got to get this fixed ASAP. And so the kids are used to that. It's a TikTok generation, micro clips um, at their fingertips. They're, they, they're used to seeing that feedback right away. And so I just think from a teaching methodology, they, they're, they're where they're at because they're good teachers. And you see that with a lot of, a lot of the state. Um, and always a great program and excited for the challenge. Is there ever too much? Is there ever too much you can give the kids? Oh, yeah. I mean, paralysis by analysis. Sure. Sometimes you just got to cut it loose and play, right? right. And so, you know, we'll, we'll go right up to Friday. You know, the, the haze in the barn, I don't like to say that. I mean, I'll, I'll be reviewing Thursday practice film on the bus ride Friday, and I've seen a payoff in a game. Yeah. Um, so, um, but you hope that's from repetition and, and they can cut it loose and play. At, at some point, the kids just got to make plays. For sure, high school football officially here. Dane Oliver, Missoula Central. They play at Buildings West. Good luck, Coach. This is going to be a fun one. Thanks for checking in again. The one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. You are listening to our ESPN Roundtable. It's presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, any and all games that you have the ability to stream, including high school games, they'll have it on. It's a great place to go follow along with any level of football you want to watch in Montana. High school, college, professional, Paradise Falls will have it on for you. they got breakfast, lunch, dinner, food specials every single day of the week. A great staff, a wonderful place to hang out with friends and family. Go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Also a reminder, tomorrow, that's Thursday, down at Shields, it's our annual Pet Fest. We were, uh, we'll be very involved with it, again, here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. And uh, the Grizz hockey team and the Grizzly Cross team will also be down there to help you celebrate your pets and get all sorts of fun goodies and get all sorts of, uh, to meet fellow pet owners and things like that. So it's from 7 to 9 down at Shields. Uh, they're connected to Southgate Mall, so uh, go check that out down there on Thursday. Uh, the annual Pet Fest there, 7 to 9 down at uh, at Shields. Next up on the ESPN Roundtable, Billings West head coach Rob Stanton. His team has been the best team in the state besides the Sentinel Spartans. Unfortunately, they just had to play the Sentinel Spartans three times in the last two years. But they get another crack at Sentinel. Here is Coach Stanton from earlier this week. Well, hard to believe, but high school football, it's here. They've been rolling through fall camp practices, and now teams across the state open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Great time of year. 
and we continue our coverage here at Nuanas Now. Leading up to the season, we've been doing plenty of interviews from all the classifications with a heavy focus on the AA level here uh, throughout the state of Montana. And now we're joined by a guy who is the head of one of the best programs in Class AA. It's Billings West head coach Rob Stanton here on Nuanas Now. And coach, thanks for taking a minute for us. Uh, how's it been the last couple of weeks? What have you liked out of your team? What have you liked out of fall camp? And uh, how are the guys responding? Because it is yet again another year with big expectations at West High. Yeah, and, you know, thanks for the introduction. And we always want to, you know, continually have high expectations. It's been going well. It's a, it's a new group of kids. It's, uh, it's an inexperienced group of kids besides a couple of positions that are back. Um, but overall, we, we're going to see what we get on Friday night, you know, from, from ourselves more than anything. And, you know, the good thing about the group of kids we have right now since, uh, you know, we started our lifting program in, in weight classes at West High last January, um, they've been a really good group of kids that just work their tails off, and um, they're extremely coachable. They uh, they don't know it already, so they uh, they're listening and they're engaged to what we're trying to teach them and tell them. And you know, once again, it's uh, it's here probably a little bit too quickly. You know, I think everybody'd like a couple more days to prepare, but I think on the on the flip side of it, you gotta you gotta get there and see what you got. So um, it's going to be quite a task um, with uh, you know the two-time Nevada State champions. So. They come to us on uh, Friday night. It's going to be fun. It's always so fun, too, to sort of see the transfer in leadership amongst the kids, right? Because you see this at the high school and the college level. It's inevitable that you're going to graduate. your are great seniors, and then new seniors have to kind of step up and, and lead the way. And sometimes it's even juniors that, that assume leadership roles as well. But I know you guys have had some great players the last couple of years. Uh, what have you thought of that element of it, though? Who have you thought has, has stepped up in those leadership roles? But also, just what's the sort of the transfer of that uh, that esteem been like for you guys as a program? No, and it's a great question, and I think that's uh, it's a very important question to get a bunch of kids together. And you know, we've been so um, you know the Dowlers and Clanches, they've been around for it seems like forever, um, really starting since they've been sophomores. So they've led the way. And, but the, the, the cool thing about this year's group is we did our team captains, and which I like, um, four out of the five captains were offensive, defensive linemen. So we all say it begins in the trenches, but we have some guys that are really vocal, um, and they get after each other in the weight room and in practice, and, and those guys up front aren't afraid to say anything. So that's been, you know, I think that's how it should be, is your hardest working kids and your leaders are your guys up front. It's led by uh, Jacob Anderson, um, Jackson Tucker, uh, Ian Berenger. So there's some kids that we uh, that we're going to rely on uh, this weekend and you know throughout the season. But but those um, those O linemen are so important and D linemen up front and and they've been our hardest workers and our best leaders. So that's been uh, nice to have. Coach's Corner here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Rob Stanton, the head coach of the Billings West Golden Bears, joining us here uh, on the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And, Coach, we're going to come back to a couple of those individual guys on the line because we we have had Jacob Anderson on the show previously this summer, a great kid and uh, a cool story, too, as a guy that's had you know a lot of talent, a lot of uh, potential, and now he's kind of put together ahead of the Pac-12 but still has a senior season left uh, to play before he heads to Oregon State. But before we get to those guys, I want to ask you just broadly about linemen in general because this is something that's fascinating to me, uh, fascinating to me as somebody that covers both high school and college football in the state of Montana. For a long time, it's always going to be hard to find 
big, strong, tough guys. That, that's just they're they're rarer than you know just normal sized guys. But Montana, the state of Montana, always had uh, a high penchant for producing those kind of guys. And when you used to look at the lines for the Cats and the Grizz, most of the, most if not all the guys were from Montana. Well, now it seems like. It's only every once in a while you get these great Montana linemen, but you guys you guys have a couple of them this year. But, but what do you think of just sort of the evolution of that position? Because forever it seemed like the Montana schools and the Frontier schools, they were all getting their their lines from Montana and then the you know kind of their arms and their legs from outside the state. But now some of the best players in the state have been guys like Taco Dollar, who you mentioned, or guys like Trevin Gradney, guys that are, you know, maybe smaller but who, who can really run. So what have you thought of just kind of the way football's changed and the way that the you know the line play has changed in the state of Montana? And and it's just a hard position to play. It's it's not only you have to be big and strong and you have to put in a lot of time, but I think there's also a lot of emphasis on the technique and the scheme that's being taught to these and I guess to be frank, it's 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 a hard sport, and a lot of kids don't want to play it anymore because it's very difficult. But you know, I think why it's fed into the programs like with the Cats and Grizz, particularly Montana kids, they're also high character kids. And if you have the features, and I don't know if there's any program in the world from little guy all the way up to the to the NFL, they are continually looking for offensive linemen, and. It's just a position of need, and I think um, since the game has changed, you know, we don't go and beat each other up like the good old days, and we want to put things out in space and get the balls to get the balls to like Taco and you know Trevin Granny, which you mentioned, who I love, and and sometimes we forget about the main position as all those guys up front, and, and I think the good programs always put emphasis on those guys and those guys. You know, we have a rule in our program that there's no seniority, but if you're an offensive lineman, you get to cut it from the line when we eat. You're the first one that gets to eat. So um, it, it's uh, something that uh, you know, it's, just, it's not a difficult sport. And, you know, some of those kids, when they develop, um, you know, you have some injuries and things like that. And, you know, sometimes we protect kids and we don't want them to play football. But I think it's something that, uh, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for a lot of kids, too. And if you are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", you're going to be playing college football somewhere if you can have a little bit of talent. No doubt about it. Rob Stan joining us, Billings West High School head football coach. And you mentioned, you know, if you have some talent and then you figure out a way to put it together, it seems like that's exactly what Jacob Anderson has done. He's blessed with great size, great athleticism, but then it seems like he's also kind of put his nose to the grindstone, and that's how you go get offers from Baylor and, and Colorado and Oregon State. And uh, he's headed over to play for the Beavs after he finishes his senior year there with you guys. But uh, what have you thought of just the work he's put in? And, and, you know, oftentimes when guys have potential, it's not as easy as just, uh, you know, fulfilling the potential. But he seems like he has done that and then some. So you're probably pretty proud of him as a coach. Oh, oh very much. And, and you know, coming in, you know, he's uh, he has the features. Everybody, you know, he's six that He's legit. And he has a reach that's almost seven feet. And as he can bend, he can bend at the waist, which uh, – a lot of the college coaches look for that, and he has pretty good feet, but he's also put in the work. Um, he's put up the, the time, and especially the last couple of years, and I think the potential for him is, is upward. Um, another program that offered him was Utah. I mean, so you have two top ten uh, programs in the country that gave this kid an offer, um, and I know they like his character, so that's one thing. And just, just proud of the kid, and I think he chose, uh, he chose well, and he liked you know the big-time college football but more of a smaller town, more small of an atmosphere. And, you know, one of the things that he mentioned um, 
after he made the decision was he liked the uh, he liked the river in Corvallis so he can fly fish. I was like, well, geez, <laughs> if that made it, was one of the, it was one of his factors that he he thought about. So just a smaller atmosphere, but he's uh, he's a phenomenal human being and you know great family, and he's a three point nine student as well. So he's uh, he's got it put together. We had a great time having him on the show. If anybody wants to check out that interview from earlier this summer, just go to the Nuanas Now podcast and just uh, search Jacob Anderson, and boom, there he is. You'll get to hear his story from his perspective as well. Rob Stanton, Billings West head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. And, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. Last time I checked, Missoula and Billings are about 360 miles away. You got yourself a little rivalry with Missoula Sentinel, and it's been (laughs) great games, whether it's been to end the season the last two years or to open the season last year at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But now, uh, Sentinel comes your way. So what do you think of the task at hand, opening with the two-time defending state champion Spartans? Very difficult task, and I have so much respect for uh, the Sentinel program. Um, Dan, I consider a good friend. He's just a fantastic human being. And, you know, they've, they've definitely um, – we, we like to chase each other, obviously, and, and right now we're chasing – so the last, uh, well, we've, we've lost two, three games in two years, and it's been the Missoula Sentinel every single time. So, um, But that's okay. I mean, the last one, the state championship, is going to be with us forever. Um, but we've, we've turned a new page, and we have some, uh, we have some new kids. But it's going to be um, uh, quite a difficult task. And, and that's just a, uh, you know, Dane, when he took over, um, the, the program wasn't very good. I think it started with uh, Coach Joseph when he started to turn it around and, and their expectations are extremely high, and they should be. And, and they have a lot of uh, offensive and defensive linemen returning. Um, they probably have the best running back in the state, and Adam Jones returning. So uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to tackle him. And, and just their schematic things that Dane does with the offensive defense and special teams is, is phenomenal. So um, it, it's good that we uh, meet up, um, and we hope we can uh, you know, give them a little bit of challenge. High school football is back. One of the best matchups in the state. Missoula Sentinel at Billings West on Friday night at Dallas Stadium. Rob Stanton, Billings West head coach, joining us here on Nuanas. Now, Coach, I'm sure we'll circle back with you throughout the rest of the year, but best of luck Friday night, and thanks so much for taking some time with us. I appreciate the call and appreciate talking to you as always. Thanks a lot. Man, he's just such a nice guy. I just love talking to Rob Stanton. I love talking to all these coaches. They all bring something different. Variety is the spice of life, am I right? This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, and that was our ESPN Roundtable. They got a lot of different spices down there at ESPN, uh, Paradise Falls, excuse me. They have uh, awesome different themed menus every single day. They have great breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I've been uh, swinging in there from time to time to have breakfast because, I mean, I'm telling you, you get there, they already got your coffee and your water poured before you even can look at the menu, and then as soon as you order, the food is just right there. It's hot. It's delicious. It's simple. I love it. Paradise Falls, located there on the south side of town. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Paradise Falls is Missoula's coolest hot spot. Uh, that should be a good one. A lot of fun high school games coming up. Uh, the Some of the smaller levels of high school football open up tomorrow. Uh, and, in fact, AA has some games on Thursday as well. We heard from Cameron Guernsey of Butte High yesterday and he was telling us about senior billing senior coming to town to the mining city there in butte so uh, that'll be a fun one as well and uh, andrew houghton our producer in the back he has an interview with bryce carver the defending champions from the class a level the hamilton bronx bryce is their head coach so andrew will uh, we'll have that one for you uh, tomorrow as well uh, i feel 
Um, like I can't hear or read or something. I don't know. It's Pep Fest. Pet Fest did happen. We did talk about that. I have my things completely messed up. It's Pep Fest at Chills, like a pep rally. Cheerleaders, you know, athletes, Grizz people. It'll be fun. You can go get a bunch of stuff for football season or hockey season or lacrosse season or whatever uh, down there at Shields and hang out and have some fun and uh, hang out with the Grizz hockey team, the Grizz lacrosse team. And uh, I got the place right, Shields, and I got the timing right, 7 to 9. So there you go. It's not Pet Fest. It is Pep Fest. So uh, go show your, your spirit. Uh, and also get geared up for the fall down there at Shields from 7 to 9 tomorrow night. How about we learn about uh, some maladies in the wide world of sport? Dr. Michael Wright, the Sports Medicine Journal, joins us next. Presented by Missoula Bone and Joint, we will uh, learn all there is to learn. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Wednesday. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. Man, I'm getting I'm getting all the uh, the travel plans together for uh, our upcoming fall football season. Taking the show on the road, taking our crew on the road at Skyline Sports, and it's, it's going to be a, a fun one. And uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, another announcement for you, or another reminder for you. We'll be out in Portland the uh, third week of September, September 13th through the 18th is when I will be there. And uh, we'll be doing a whole bunch of work with the Grizzly Scholarship Association, the Montana State Alumni Foundation, and uh, also be out there to cover some football as well. So very much looking forward to that. We'll be having hosted events at three different establishments brought to you by Ten Barrel Brewing. And uh, so it should be a fun week in Portland and excited for all of you to come hang out with all of us uh, as we take the show on the road like we do throughout the fall. Also trying to hash out my plans for a couple other games. Definitely no that we'll be going over to cover that conference opening weekend. We'll be here in Missoula for homecoming, and then we'll also be over in Cheney for Montana State at Eastern Washington, and then we'll take the trip a little farther, and we'll cover the Seattle Seahawks versus the Atlanta Falcons and see Troy Anderson's West Coast debut there uh, in Seattle. So very much looking forward uh, to that, too. Uh, So a lot of trips on the horizon, a lot of fun ones, a lot of back and forth between here and Bozeman, and uh, very much looking forward to Football season. One thing that's a part of football and a part of all sports is injuries, unfortunately. 
What does it mean, though, when you get injured? You know, when you hear this guy has this and it's going to take him this long to get back. Well, what happened and what's the reason why it takes so long to get back and what do you do to go about getting back? We got a guy who knows more about anybody that I've ever been around, Dr. Michael Wright. He's an orthopedic surgeon there at Missoula Bone & Joint. This is the Sports Medicine Journal. Don't call it a comeback. Can't wait for this. This is one of my favorite segments. I, I love nerding out and learning about medicine, especially sports medicine. So we're going to dive back into the Sports Medicine Journal. It's been a couple months. We did these throughout the uh, fall and winter last year and into the spring this year, but been a busy summer. Uh, been a hard to kind of connect, uh, mostly because of my busy schedule. But we're joined now by Dr. Michael Wright. He is an orthopedic surgeon at Missoula Bone and Joint and uh, does a great job of, of helping us sort of understand what a lot of these prevalent and prominent injuries are are in the wide world of sports and doc we're getting into football season now so uh kind of the name of the game uh it's kind of a matter of if not when or when not if i should say that uh, you might get banged up on the football field so uh, we're gonna talk some ac joints today so first of all just describe to people what that is you got an ac joint in your shoulder so uh what what is it why is it important well, the AC joint's um, part of the shoulder stabilizing uh, complex. It's a confluence of two different bones. One is the acromion, which is the A, and then the clavicle is the other bone, which is the C, that come together as an AC joint. And on your own body, it's the prominence kind of right over the point of the shoulder. And so it's really susceptible uh, to injury up there because it kind of takes the load, uh, particularly guys that are tackling, leading with their shoulder, or if they just fall down on their shoulder. So it's really a joint where two bones come together, and there's multiple ligaments that hold that joint into perfect place. And so uh, where you get into trouble with AC joints is when you start having something that damages those stabilizing ligaments. And when that happens, then the the biomechanics of the joint are altered, and um, that's where you see guys getting injured. And, And this can be one of those things that just lingers for players. You know, they can take a long time to feel uh, better. Um, but most of the time they don't require surgery, but we can certainly dive into that. There are some, some more severe types that we do, uh, talk about doing surgery on. Um, but I would say the most common, uh, time that I see them injured are when someone really lands on an outstretched arm or when they land directly on the shoulder. And and when that happens, one of two things will happen. Either the AC joint, uh, will become injured, uh, meaning that those ligaments stabilizing the joint actually tear or the clavicle will fracture. Those are the two most common things. That means the bone actually breaks. And when that happens, oftentimes the AC joint is still intact. So it's one of those things with an injury that only one thing usually will fail, either the AC joint or the clavicle itself. Well, this is one that uh, I know well because I, I wrecked skiing up at Snowball when I was like 13 years old and dislocated my shoulder. And then that led to a variety of AC problems all throughout my high school football career. And it's very, very painful, but I remember, you know, this is 20 years ago. So it was, uh, you know, it comes out of sock a little bit or you ding yourself a little bit, just keep on playing. And uh, my whole solution as I got older was just to build up the muscles all around it and not actually worry about it. But that's probably uh, not the best way to go about this. So is there preventative measures you can take? Or I guess, first of all, when you, when you get a ding on your AC joint, how much of it is just pain management and and also is there a way to sort of uh do injury prevention to to maybe make these things less likely or or is it just sort of an inevitable part of contact sports like football 
Well, I mean, it's it's some of both. You know, we see we see a whole spectrum of AC joint injuries. You know, and in the orthopedic surgery world, we have a classification scheme to help us decide. Well, how bad is this? And it's usually based on an X-ray and how far out of alignment that joint becomes. And so we see everything from a joint that is still perfectly located, where just the capsule of the AC joint is torn. So that'd be considered a low-grade AC sprain or AC separation is the other name for that. And that's something that usually heals pretty much back to normal in three, four, maybe up to six weeks. So that's kind of the best-case scenario. And that low-grade injury is usually the result of a lower-grade force. So as the force or the the amount of injury increases, um, usually the severity of the injury increases. And so as we get up into the high-grade AC separations, so these are the ones that you hear about guys getting fixed. Uh, These are usually uh, fixed surgically. Uh, these are usually where the clavicle itself pops way out of alignment. And so visibly there's there's a huge cosmetic deformity. And so there is a threshold once it has displaced uh, so much uh, radiographically that we do recommend fixing them surgically, which involves bringing that clavicle back down and reconstructing the ligaments that hold it into place. But, you know, by far and away, the vast majority of, of these AC injuries are treated uh, without surgery, except for the, again, the really the really bad ones or displaced ones. And in terms of prevention for these, you know, really the best, uh, the best way to prevent them is just keeping all the muscles around the shoulder as strong as possible. And that's all you can really do to prevent uh, the AC joint from dislocating or, or destabilizing. If the force is great enough, it's, it's sort of going to happen regardless of how well conditioned you are. But I would say that's something that you could, you could certainly do is keep the muscles strong around the shoulder. Uh, never underestimate the importance of stretching and, and doing a good warm up. And that kind of ties into as we're getting into uh, football again, you know, guys going back after they've been off all summer, there's the high school athletes are starting those two a day practices this week. And uh, that's something that boy, we see a lot of really early season injuries. I mean, we see this in the NFL as well, um, but it's generally the result of deconditioning and doing too much too soon. So I always encourage athletes to kind of go back into into their sport uh, kind of slowly, judiciously, cautiously, make sure that they're well-conditioned uh, before they increase the, the intensity because I would say that's probably the number one uh, reason we're seeing injuries at this early, early stage in football is just people going out and asking their body to do something uh, that it hasn't done in a long time. Dr. Michael Wright joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Dr. Wright, a orthopedic surgeon at Missoula Bone and Joint. If you have any orthopedic needs, if this doesn't tell you that these guys know exactly what they're doing, I don't know what will, but uh, it's a great place to go get anything and everything you need taken care of. Uh, Doc, when you do have one of these, and you know, there's sort of the notion, hey, I, I got a, I got a stinger on my AC joint. I'm tough. I want to keep playing. Uh, is there risk? Is there certain levels of risk associated with trying to play through the pain? There is. I mean, with everything in football or, or really any sport for that matter, there's risk. You know, if you go back and keep playing through an injury that hasn't had time to heal, you could basically turn one of those low grade AC separations into a high grade AC separation. You know, the joint is already partially damaged. Now, maybe that won't happen and maybe you'll be fine. I've certainly seen many, many athletes uh, play through low-grade AC separations. But if you do turn it into one of the ones where the clavicle is quite displaced, 
uh, you know, you may end up having to have a surgery. So, you know, I, I definitely encourage uh, athletes to, to take some time off depending on the severity of their injury and allow their body to, uh, to heal before returning uh, back to sport because this, the surgery that it entails is not a quick kind of easy recovery type surgery. I mean, you're looking at something that's probably season ending uh, for most athletes. It's, it's looking close to a six month recovery for most people. If you truly have to have the joint reconstructed. And so uh, it is something that's better to, to treat it correctly uh, the first time when you have it, rather than turn it into something more, more severe that could require a, a surgery and, and certainly a prolonged uh, recovery. Last thing on this, Dr. Michael Wright here on Nuana is now talking AC joint injuries here as football is is officially upon us. Uh, sometimes you see wraps and things like that around guys uh, that are playing football, and I know a lot of that is for more like labrum stability. There's the the pretty infamous now where they cuff guys. You can always tell when a guy has a cuff that he probably is has a has a labrum surgery coming up down the road. But uh, is there any sort of uh, padding protection things like that that you know people that are predisposed or or have previously suffered this sort of injury they they can use to sort of remedy it uh not there's really not any good way to stabilize that ac joint uh via brace the the other brace for the labrum does provide uh some restriction in the range of motion of the shoulder so the shoulder doesn't uh dislocate which is a much larger joint than the ac joint uh but yeah typically there's uh the ac joint there's no real good way to to stabilize it with a brace so this is something i've definitely seen people try taping kinesio taping or even using a wrap around it just to apply either some ice or something around it to to give them a little bit of padding but uh yeah, there's no good brace that you can really do uh, or use to, to play through something like this. Um, but certainly people try everything under the sun. Um, you know, there's very little motion that occurs through the AC joint. It's a relatively static joint. You know, if you think about the shoulder and all of the range of motion in the shoulder, it's much, much different than the AC joint where there's just a very slight rotational range of motion when the shoulder goes up overhead. And so usually this is not something that's constantly popping in, popping out. Uh, but I have have seen that before as well. Um, usually when that's the case, then uh, you're considering a surgical stabilization procedure. So, Well, unfortunately, this is something we're probably going to see uh, quite a bit of this upcoming fall. A lot of times you might not even know. You probably think the guy has uh, some sort of shoulder uh, pain going on. But either way, very interesting, very informative. It's the Sports Medicine Journal here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. Dr. Michael Wright, Missoula Bone and Joint, joining us as he will once a month throughout the uh, next couple months through the end of the uh, calendar year. Doc, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Coulter. So there you go, Dr. Michael Wright, Missoula Bone and Joint, the Sports Medicine Journal will do that once a week, ah, excuse me, once a month here at uh, ESPN Radio. Get you set up for your Thursday and your Friday. Don't change the dial. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Definitely one of the top five shows I've ever been doing in Missoula. A little incubus for you here on your Wednesday. Thanks for rolling with us. Hope you're having a great middle week, start to the week, end of the week, whatever it may be. I know everybody in Missoula's got a side hustle and multiple jobs and all that, but that's what uh, 
What makes this place great? Sense of community, pride of ownership, great community to hang out in. And uh, we all, I think, well, at least most of us appreciate the lifestyle we get to live around here. And uh, that's why we work hard so we can enjoy all the great stuff that Missoula has to offer. Miss anything in Nuanas now today. Fun show. Big Sky Conference uh, Games of the Week for the last couple weeks of October. We'll get into some November stuff and finish that elongated segment uh, tomorrow. Also, we had some position groups. We broke down the running backs for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. We heard from Taylor Housewright, the offensive coordinator for the MSU football team. We also heard from Dane Oliver and Rob Stanton. Dane, the head coach at Missoula Sentinel for football, and Rob Stanton, the head football coach at Billings West. Those two teams take, uh, they square off, I should say, in uh, Billings on Friday night. A state championship game rematch times two. The last two state championships have been between those two state uh, or class AA powers. And we also from Dr. Michael Wright of the Sports Medicine Journal. You can find everything from today's show on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by the M Store, the Montana State Bookstore, and the Advocates. The Advocates want to remind you that you deserve an advocate. You can call them anytime. 24 hours a day, 406-640-4444. The M Store, they have a new location. The M Store's moved. Your favorite Grizz Outfitter is now in the heart of downtown Missoula. You can head over to 300 North Higgins Avenue to get your Grizz on. The M Store, where they are Grizz all the time, all Grizz all the time. And, of course, the Montana State Bookstore. Game days every day at the MSU Bookstore. Shop MSU Bookstore for the largest selection of Bobcat gear. Check them out on campus or at msubookstore.org. We are in uncharted territory. If you're watching on the stream or on TV and you're like, why did you change your shirt? Well, uh, my, what do I call them? My, my saving grace, my great friends over at the Hype House, they have new 630 classes. So I'm going to go get my spin on uh, right after the show today. Actually, fun little tidbit. The class is going to be taught tonight by one of uh, our one of my favorite athletes I've covered since I moved back to Missoula, uh, Erica McLeod. She was a multiple-time All-American multi-athlete at the University of Montana, but, uh, high product who was just outstanding. I mean, I thought when Lindsey Hall was at University of Montana, I thought that her uh, pentathlon and heptathlon records would never be broken, and then Erica McLeod broke them, and uh, she's done a great job. She was a great athlete, and she's done a great job as the Sentinel jumps coach there for the last couple of years, and uh, you know also teaches some spin classes, so it would be fun to, to catch up with her a little bit uh, as well. But it's uncharted territory, not only because I changed my clothes in the middle of the show and I'm hitting a spin class right after work, but also because we've never been back with 10 minutes left in the last segment, at least not in quite some time. So I don't even know what to tell you about the uh, the rest of this show. But let's talk about what the rest of the, uh, the, uh, the week uh, might hold. Friday, um, I'll be hanging out at Canyon River Golf Club all day. And then any and everything that I round up out there, we'll have for you on this show. I already have previously scheduled uh, interviews with uh, Greg Sundberg, who's the head of the Grizzly Scholarship Association, the Deputy Athletic Director for the University of Montana. Riley Corcoran will also help me uh, co-host a lot of these interviews. Allison Lawrence, uh, Riley's obviously the voice of the Grizz. Allison Lawrence, the uh, head coach of the Grizz volleyball team, will join us. 
We're also uh, efforting Doug Fraley, who's the new track coach there at Montana, and then Travis DeCure, the head basketball coach, will also uh, make an appearance. We'll also have some Bobcat stuff for you as well. Alex Eshelman will give us some insight on what's going on over there in Bozeman. And also efforting Lance McCutcheon, so hopefully we can have that one for you as well. Uh, Lance is uh, former Montana State Bobcat, who is now playing for the Los Angeles Rams, and he has agreed to do an interview with us here on the show, but I haven't been able to pin down a time, and, you know, obviously I don't expect Lance to text me back if he's in a meeting. That would be a bad look. I don't want to be the guy that Sean McVay is uh, getting mad at Lance for uh, communicating with in the midst of of learning uh, important stuff. So, uh, Lance McCutcheon, soon to come. Maybe that'll happen on Friday. Also, Thursday's show should be a fun one. Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, has been off for a couple weeks. She was in Disneyland, so she said she's got a lot of juicy stuff. So that'll be fun. We're also going to have Ann Lake Roush in studio. Ann Lake was the Big Sky MVP back in 1994 for the Montana Lady Grizz and uh, about to be a Grizz Women's Basketball Hall of Fame inductee. And uh, she will be our... Latest subject on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, a Where Are They Now series. Chris Redpath, the co-host, and uh, Ann Lake will be in studio. And also a fun one, a fun appearance for us here at uh, Nuance Now. Ian Laird, who is uh, the play-by-play guy for the Gallatin High School Raptors for a variety of sports. And also a guy who's just a big-time sports fan and, and great sports mind. He'll join us at uh, 5.30 tomorrow, so we'll get a little insight on the uh, high schools around the Bozeman area as well. So that's what we got cooking here uh, the next couple days. If you need more stuff, I know we produce a lot of content around here, and we do that not necessarily with the expectation that you're going to listen or read all of it. Well, if you do, that's awesome, and thank you so much for doing that. But we want to make sure that everybody that has an appetite for something has their appetite filled. And one of the great new projects that we have here is the Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast. Andrew Houghton, our producer, he's our resident soccer aficionado, does a great job of uh, covering soccer at all levels of um, the beautiful game throughout the state of Montana and on a Big Sky Conference and international level. And uh, the season is underway for soccer, Andrew. So I know you had some fun guests in the studio today and yesterday as well. So what a... What's cooking uh, in soccer and snow and smoke, and what can people expect to hear both there and also in the footy 15 here on Nuanas Now? Well, I know that this is something we're supposed to be doing every couple of weeks, but busy period on the soccer calendar right now. So I talked with Coach Chris Chudovisky of the University of Montana women's soccer team this morning just to look back on what I thought was a really cool event last weekend. The Grizz got Creighton, Gonzaga, and Pittsburgh to come to Missoula, play a little round-robin tournament uh, the Rumble in the Rockies, I believe Pitt was the first Power 5 conference team to visit Missoula for a soccer game since Washington State in 2017. So a really good early season challenge for challenge for the Grizz. Uh, Chris and I just talked about, you know, what he saw coming out of those games. They drew with Creighton, lost 2-0 to Pitt over the weekend. Uh, what he saw coming out of those games, what he was trying to do with a couple of those games. And then a little bit about what he's seeing uh, early in this European soccer season, some of the tactical shifts and uh, tweaks that he's been seeing. Really fun, a little bit of a in-the-weeds tactically uh, podcast, but if you want to learn uh, you know what a, what a Division One coach sees on the field there, that'll be a great listen. That'll be out tonight or tomorrow. Uh, also talked this morning with Hellgate Knights head boys coach Jay Anderson. We're trying to throw together a little high school preview pod 
for soccer and snow and smoke that should drop next week. I'm hoping to talk to a bunch of coaches Sweet. from all around the state, not just from in Missoula, but from over in the east as well. Awesome work. Great job and a great resource for us to cover all things soccer. We know, we hear you. You know, we, I always try to keep a pulse on sports and, and ask people what they want to hear about and also just monitor. In a town that's a small town like Missoula, you can definitely see when stuff is really getting popular. And, and soccer is not new to Missoula. There's been great soccer here for a while now. But it, it is really, really good. I mean, soccer is a year-round pursuit. If you're a soccer parent, you certainly know the time commitment. If you're a soccer player, you certainly understand uh, how much time it does take. But it is a... Uh, growing sport in the uh, domestic level and uh, obviously on the international level, it is the number one sport in the world and it's not even close. So it's great having a soccer expert in here. And so if you are a soccer aficionado, soccer in snow and smoke, you can get it on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. You can also hear excerpts from that podcast here on Nuanas Now as part of our 2015 series uh, presented by Flanagan Motors. Also, thanks to our great sponsors there. At Soccer and Snow and Smoke, Zootown Sports Cards, and Blackfoot Communications. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. I got to go hit it and uh, get myself over there to the Hype House for a little spin uh, cycle and can't wait for it. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Crystal Redpath in studio and Lake Roush, our our, uh, guest on Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. Where are they now? That begins at 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Wednesday evening and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.